the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Maybe it's time to cancel public schools. If you can't uh, cancel them altogether, I guess, uh, but, but maybe you should think about canceling them as far as an option for your kids or for your grandkids. Critical race theory is spreading, and it's being spread by schools funded with your tax dollars. Not uh, sure about how prevalent it is here locally, but it's spreading everywhere. Chris Rufo of City Journal, who has been all over the story, has another blatant example of the indoctrination that's going on, and it's, it's really amazing and pretty scary. Uh, this time it's in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's the Wake County Public School System. It serves greater Raleigh, North Carolina, and, and they held an equity-themed teachers conference recently. Um, equity is also a big word now. They, they had sessions on whiteness, another another word that's become very much in the in the uh, very popular lately. It was whiteness, microaggressions, racial mapping, whatever that is, disrupting texts. And, and Rufo had a spy at one of these meetings, and he was able to produce the program for the conference. And some of the things they were talking about, it's up, he had it up online and showed the scheduled events. And listen to this answer that was given when a teacher at the conference asked this question, how do you deal with parent pushback? This is the answer. You can't let parents deter you from the work white parents' uh, children are betting uh, from the work. White parents' children are benefiting from the system of whiteness and are not learning at home about diversity LGBTQ, race, etc. Therefore, teachers have an obligation to subvert parental wishes and beliefs. Did you get that? How'd you like to be a parent with kids in the Raleigh school system and find out that this is what your kids are being taught and then find out that your kids are being told not to listen to you because you don't know the truth about racism and bigotry and you are probably a racist and a bigot anyway. They have an obligation to subvert parental wishes and beliefs. And, and Raleigh's not the uh, the only place where this is happening, by the way. Um, and the question is, what are conservatives and Republicans going to do about it? As this insanity spreads, it's becoming more obvious every day that school choice should be the number one issue for Republicans and conservatives between now and 2022. It should become the number one issue, like, immediately. Meanwhile, today, the big guy got one of his most controversial appointees conferred by the Senate, and he will be our Aunt Rachel's boss, and he's a big fan of abortion. We'll find out just how radical he is when we come back. Stick around. If you're a college basketball fan, the NCAA tournament is your favorite time of the year. Game-winning buzzer-beating shots, Cinderella programs knocking off dynasty programs. The NCAA tournament is known for drama and inspiration. In recent years, one of the little-known inspiring stories was the rise of UConn's basketball program under Hall of Fame coach Jim Calhoun. Born to Lead is the newest film on Salem Now, showcasing Jim Calhoun's and UConn's story. From losing his father at a young age, instantaneously becoming the man of the family as a teenager, to his rise through the coaching ranks and eventually leading UConn to three NCAA championships. Born to Lead features interviews with Mike Krzyzewski, Jim Beheim, former UConn and NBA superstars Richard Hamilton and Ray Allen. Get ready for this year's NCAA tournament by watching Born to Lead, now available at SalemNow.com. That's Born to Lead at SalemNow.com. Additional savings with promo code Pittsburgh. 
This is Dennis Prager, along with my fellow host, Mike Gallagher. We both want to invite you to join us for a trip of a lifetime to the Holy Land this October 27th to November 5th. I've been all over the world, but I can never get enough of the great state of Israel. You will be amazed and inspired in your faith. Dennis and I have planned every detail, minute by minute, of this trip to make sure you have the best experience possible. We're confident by October our trip will be safe, especially because Israel is the leading country in the world in COVID vaccinations. Join us as we sail on the Sea of Galilee in boats that are replicas of the ones Jesus sailed in with his disciples. Walk the steps of the old city of Jerusalem and join us for a Shabbat service that will reenact the old traditions. It's something you'll never forget. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Aren't you ready to travel again? We are. So come join us. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than eighteen. It may. Them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Aunt Rachel's boss has been confirmed uh, by one vote. Xavier Becerra passed uh, by one in the Senate, 50 to 49. Susan Collins, of course, uh, was the only Republican to vote for him. Hirono, a Democrat from Hawaii, didn't vote. He's the new Health and Human Services Secretary. Rachel Levine, of course, is the deputy. He has no medical experience. He's the former Attorney General of California and a big fan of abortion. Liz Mattori is the Vice President for Government Affairs for a group, a group called And Then There Were None, and she joins us now. Liz, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So tell us about, uh, and then before we go on here, just uh, And Then There Were None, I know it was founded by Abby Johnson, uh, about whom they made a movie. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, what what is the organization all about? Right. And Then There Were None is the first and only nonprofit to help encourage and support abortion workers to quit the industry. We believe that we want an end to abortion, the need for abortion, and we will do that in order to end the abortion industry through the workers. And, of course, Abby Johnson is a former... uh, uh, she had a, a very big job at uh, Planned Parenthood and walked away from it, and that was what the movie was about and her, you know, her experiences. So that's obviously the where where this all comes from. She left, and she's helping other people do the same. Correct. A lot of us, particularly youngish women, believe that abortion is helping women, but the more you get involved. I myself was a pro-choice advocate, former politician, and you didn't realize how bad it was until you got more involved. So 
now that we know the truth about abortion, we want to make sure that more people, more Americans know, and once they know, they will end it as well. Yeah, and uh, I've had Abby on on the show, um, and I I know that um, what her experience involved, uh, um, just her witnessing of an abortion and just what it did to her, it finally hit her, I guess, after doing it for a long time. What am I doing here? And she, she got out. What was your moment that, that well, got you? Honest, right. It, it, honestly, getting involved in partisan politics, um, I never thought I would be a conservative. I never thought that I would leave the Democratic Party, if you will. Just like everybody, I thought that a youngish black woman, we're Democrats. We're supposed to be pro-choice. But uh, for me, I was raised Catholic. Um, I was never for late-term abortion. I always thought that parents should have an ability to still raise their children so they would have consent. So even when I was going through the process, you know, I was never 100%, you know, so that's what people don't understand, especially now in the last five, six years. The moment that you commit to that trajectory, you have to be 100% abortion, meaning up until and even after uh, birth. So for us, a lot of us, that's too extreme. So that was my moment uh, but even then, I I didn't understand how bad it was until I've heard it directly from uh, the former workers, our clients now. Yeah, is is, is it? Do you think anymore uh, that it's possible to be um, partially okay with abortion, or can you? Do you have to be either for it or against it? Well, now that we know how big the industry actually has gotten, we're talking about a multi-million dollar industry. Even as we now know, our researchers are dependent on aborted fetuses and fetal tissue um, to do research on, for example, vaccines and other treatments. So it, unfortunately, the, 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 the practice has become a commodity. And that's what's really heart-wrenching when you're thinking that you're helping women in need and, and it's a devastating situation. We believe that nobody should champion the most detrimental decision one will ever make in their lives. And a lot of women and men, quite frankly, do regret abortion afterwards. But, you know, it's a done deal once you do it. So um, it's not a matter of the week. Once the, the, the baby is developing, that is the course that a human um, being takes. Yeah, and uh, so let's get to the news of today. Uh, Xavier Bachera, I think is how you pronounce his name, um, he was uh, confirmed today as the new Health and Human Services Secretary and uh, the founder of your organization, and then there were non-Abby Johnson. She said it's the most devastating consequence so far of Biden's presidency. Why is that the case? Um, not only for his presidency, but I would even go further, and it's the darkest day in the civil rights history. Um, we are wow. seeing, again, the bastardization, and I'm going to stand for, for it, um, that this organization, this entity, Health and Human Services, was founded to protect the most vulnerable, correct, in our society. And we don't know what is more vulnerable now than an unborn child. And so what we have now is literally the abortions are from California, progressive California, now responsible for all health and human services in the nation, if not the world. So that is what we have now created um, with our country. And um, I know our, my ancestors would have never thought that, you know, on a right to an abortion would be, you know, a health concern. That is not health. That is pro-death. And that is, unfortunately, the real truth that a lot of people don't want to admit. And once you have Becerra as our Secretary of Health and Human Services, it's, it just adds more injury to the heartache because that's really an inhumane practice. Now, could you, could you elaborate a little bit on, uh, you, you caught me off guard there when you said it's the worst thing to happen to the civil rights movement. How is it tied in with civil right. rights again? Right. So we all know that the most children that are aborted, the most parents that go are uh, mothers of black children. Right. Um, all of the abortion industry is focused not only in black and brown communities, but it was founded by eugenics, eugenicists. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we have someone who not only, again, honors the person's right to choose, but this, per- this person in Becerra, he's a radical. And people, because 
our moderates, for example, have been silenced, quite frankly. You know, we're not supposed to talk about abortion anymore. We're supposed to think that it's a it's settled law, but it's not. Even Roe v. Wade is known in the legal industry as a botched decision. So we literally have lived for 45 years under law that is actually not only unlawful, but inhumane. So now that we have uh, Becerra as the, the secretary of HHS, we will have, I would argue, um, you, we could just annihilate the black and brown community um, from that office. That's what his plan is, and that's what he can do. What does uh, Becerra's record as attorney general of California say about him? Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. He basically um, has tried to litigate people into silence. We have a lot of whistleblowers that are coming from California um, that have tried to uh, report on the devastation that happens within the abortion industries, and he wanted to press charges on reporters. So he was attacking the First Amendment rights of the reporters, if you will. There's um, the Little Sisters of the Poor, where of course, nuns did not want to pay for, um, um, you know, birth control that they don't, um, they want to abstain from religiously, but he um, forced the little sisters of the poor to do something that was out of their religious rights. So, again, when you see how extreme these decisions really are, you have to really realize, like, this is what we've allowed to, uh, to create um, now because we didn't stand firm years prior to we're talking to Liz Matori. She's the vice president for government affairs for a group called And Then There Were None, a, a, an anti-abortion group headed by Abby Johnson, about whom the movie Unplanned uh, its based on her life. Um, so he, tru- he sued the Trump administration 123 times, I saw. That, that seems a little excessive. Not just a little uh, sister's <laughs> report, but how many, what else could he be doing? Right. So what that what that is what the uh, progressives have done over the last five years, they've made sure that they had progressive attorney generals across the country. That job solely is not to represent the state of Maryland or the state of Pennsylvania or the state of California. They have been weaponized to attack the Trump administration to make sure not only is that the Trump administration was ineffective or inefficient. They wanted to make sure they could poke as many holes as possible into his legitimate uh, legitimacy as president. That's really what they wanted to do. Now, uh, if I remember correctly, um, he, uh, we're talking about uh, Becerra now. He refused to answer questions about partial birth abortion at his hearing. Um, I mean, uh, I think it was Mitt Romney who asked him about it, and it was a really uh, weaselly answer that he gave, something about, well, I think after I'm confirmed, we can find some common ground or something like that. So he's a, he's a, partial, a partial birth abortion guy, too, isn't he? I would argue anyone who is reelected or elected by this current progressive party has to be. There's no option not to be, and that's the issue. Um, that's the reason why they can't give you a straight answer, because, again, once you sign on the dotted line for NARAL or sign on the dotted line by uh, Planned Parenthood, once they endorse you, they basically, you're beholden to that. And so, of course, he's for it. You can look at his record as a congressperson. Um, he not only um, is supportive of partial birth abortions, he's also for gender selection. So that means that even to this day, you can allow a mother or a father to abort a baby girl because they only want boys. So, again, this is what we now have as the secretary of HHS. Congratulations. And um, as you say, they, they've kind of backed themselves into the corner. That you, uh, It kind of gets back to my earlier question. You can't be a little bit against abortion or, or in, that, in the Democrat Party anymore. You've got to be for it right sure. up to the minute of birth now. Uh, and if you are, you, you can be against it, but you better not say it out loud anyway. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's what they call the Catholic Compromise, actually. It's a strategy that they used in the 60s and 70s to allow for, quite frankly, um, Democrat Catholics to be comfortable with being pro-life personally, but then not 
stand against abortion in their elected position. You see that in Pelosi, you see that in Biden, you see that in Becerra. Again, that's why they, you see conservative Catholics feeling like they have buyer's remorse uh, because they think that they're supporting someone who shares their faith, but they only share their faith up until a point of abortion. So that's sort of... Um, a part of contention for people of faith because it's beyond politics now. Uh, we are literally allowing us ourselves to um, compromise on values, um, and now that they can go as far as after birth uh, to abort the child, um, we have to really do a lot of soul, lot more soul searching. And uh, he said that um, we hope to find common ground, and he, I mean. How do you find common ground on partial birth abortion? And that's what Romney there's said. No, yeah, there's no common ground for them, unfortunately. Their, our common ground stopped existing in 1994. And um, how much can uh, effect can Basera have on abortion uh, around the country, the laws around the country? And what will your organization be doing to fight them? What, what can you do about it at this point? Well, absolutely. What we do is we speak our truth. You know, we speak the truth. We allow for the truth to, to be to be heard by everyone and anybody across the board. And then we do believe that once you know how um, how people can perforate their uterus, uteruses, become sterile after their first abortions, more people will be against it. Now, what Becerra can do as the secretary of HHS, he can now allow the CDC or the um, NIH to be a lot more receptive to um, using aborted fetal tissue in research, for example. He can encourage uh, abortion as the number one decision when it comes to um, sex education. He can push through that. I mean, he can encourage people to be sterilized when they have um, government housing so that they can, you know, stop having children. I mean, he has a lot of power as an attorney and not a physician to control um, the the lives of Americans. You know, I thought about something, and again, we're, we're talking uh, to Liz Matori. She's the vice president for government affairs for, and then there were none. I was thinking about this the other day when uh, the, the, the subject of uh, fetal tissue being used in the uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine for COVID uh, and I wonder what the reaction would be if women uh, started saying that, well, you know what, uh, there's, a, there's a good business in selling fetal tissue, so I'm going to try to get pregnant for the sole purpose of aborting the baby so that I can uh, sell the tissue. Uh, I, I, that, I don't even think that the Democrats now would have a, a problem with that, and actually you couldn't have a problem with that because it's either the, right, the woman's right to do that or it isn't. Why should it? Why should the the motive have anything to do with it? The purpose. I don't know about women just having babies in order to create fetal tissue. What I do know is that the industry and the rhetoric and the propaganda around abortion and it being a woman's right to choose has severed women from their own fertility and their womanhood and quite frankly has allowed men to be written off by the whole process and my mom says it takes two to tango um, and this is nothing new nothing news on the sun so i think now more people are able to see how extreme we've, we've been telling people it's extreme you have no idea how extreme it is um, perhaps this is the benefit of having Becerra as a, now a secretary of HHS because now more people can, can understand what we've been screaming at the top of our lungs for people to pay attention to. Yeah, uh, well, you have, only have a minute left. Uh, uh, and if you could quickly talk about this. Uh, South Carolina recently passed a heartbeat law. Other states mm -hmm. have passed them. W will they hold up against challenges? And what will Becerra do to try to put a stop to that? Right. So this is another uh, example of what the progressives want to do. The one thing that they don't want a person to be is in the womb, because once an entity becomes a person, they end up having rights. And so with the heartbeat, the heartbeat will then translate to personhood, and therefore that per being will be protected by our Constitution. So mm -hmm. that is... The interesting thing about the heartbeat bill, it is something that most people can understand because heartbeat 
translates to living, translates to actual human being, not just a lump of cells, but it also pushes into the fact that, you know, now we're talking about another being. So he can say, you know, we can just eradicate all these across the board, but uh, that's why you see more activism coming from the states and the state legislators. Hey, Liz, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you coming on, Liz Matori. Um, and uh, keep up the f- keep up the good fight. This guy's going to be a tough one, but uh, go get him. Thanks. And thank you. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The White House says President Biden and Vice President Harris plan to meet with Asian-American community leaders in Georgia in the wake of this week's deadly shootings at three Atlanta-area massage parlors. Atlanta police say nothing is off the table in their investigation into those massage parlor slings, include whether the killings were a hate crime. 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long has been charged with murder. The Senate has confirmed, without opposition, veteran diplomat William Burns as director of the CIA. Burns is a former ambassador to Russia and Jordan who served at the State Department for more than 30 years under both Democratic and Republican presidents. On Wall Street, stocks finishing lower today. The Dow lost 153 points. The Nasdaq dropped 409. The S&P 500 off 58. This is SRN News. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Half man, half motorcycle. You grab life with both hands. And you grab your bike with both hands. Both hands. Therefore, bike is life. Figuratively speaking. Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. If I'm not commuting anymore, where do I really want to live? While you handle life's questions, Merrill Guided Investing helps you manage your portfolio and invest for your next move with the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash investing goals to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC insured or not bank guaranteed to may lose value. AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer.com. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. All right, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Liz Cheney, House Whip, joins us. Criticized by the right, or at least by the Trump MAGA movement. She is nevertheless number three in the House and leading the way on defining what we need to be doing about China right now. Do not miss the Congresswoman from Wyoming, Liz Cheney, on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. Ah, tax season. Opening that confirmation email and... What? Someone already filed my return? During tax season, all the info identity thieves need is on your tax forms. That's why LifeLock monitors your personal information, alerts you to possible suspicious activity, and works to fix it if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code SMART. The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. Called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare. Timeshare too, and I said, This is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel the timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-707-8989. That's 800-707-8989. 800-707-8989. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. 
A rainy afternoon, so you know what that means. Everything is slowed down. That includes outbound 28 from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge, outbound 51, Midwood Avenue to Library Road, Ohio River Boulevard outbound, slowing into the McKees Rocks Bridge, all stacked up on the Parkway East outbound Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway West also looking pretty solid inbound. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Tonight we'll see a little evening rain, otherwise cloudy and windy. Tonight's low 28, partly to mostly sunny skies on tap for tomorrow. We'll wrap up the week with a high of 47. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 25. Saturday will kick off the weekend with plenty of sunshine. Saturday, expect a high of 54. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means... Our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Ryan Rack, Animalist Number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis 950.com come to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950, much cheaper than replacing your carpets. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. If it weren't for COVID, woke or wokeness uh, would have been the word of 2020, I think. It's everywhere. It used to be known as political correctness, uh, and it is everywhere. You, you may think it's only a liberal thing and what you find in academia and Hollywood, but it has infected, I think, what used to be considered Republican territory, business and big business. Stephen Sokup is the uh, author uh, of The Dictatorship of Woke Capital, How Political Correctness Captured Big Business, and he joins us now. Stephen, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, John. So what is Woke Capital? Well, woke capital is uh, a top-down, anti-democratic movement uh, undertaken by some of the biggest and most powerful names in American business uh, to change the way American business works, uh, to change the definition of capitalism, uh, and to change forever the relationship between the citizen and the state. That's a big. Uh, that's a big change. Um, it's, Absolutely. It, it, Big business, um, and you say big business, and most people say, well, they're, they're uh, people who like to make big money. And the, it, it, if they are they only doing this because it's politically correct, or are they doing it because they, they can still make big or bigger money? Well, it, it, they do like to make money, uh, and that's one of the interesting quirks uh, about the political left uh, in the West generally and in the United States uh, in specific since uh, largely since the late 1960s is that economic Marxism, economic leftism is dead. 
nobody nobody believes it anymore. Nobody believes that you need to take from the rich and give to the poor uh, on a, a massive scale. Nobody thinks that the workers need to control the means of production. Uh, after a, more than a hundred years of Marx's economic forecast being extremely disappointing, um, the leftists in this country shifted uh, from an economic agenda to a cultural agenda. And so what we have now is a left that is defined almost entirely uh, by cultural issues rather than economic issues. Uh, so these, these woke capitalists uh, are perfectly willing to go out and make billions and billions of dollars uh, and billions and billions of dollars for themselves, um, but buy themselves grace on the cheap by uh, embracing uh, the cultural left. So would would Bill Gates be a be a uh, example of one of those guys? Well, Gates would be, I, you know, I would say far down on the list uh, of those who have um, embraced this this uh, cultural leftism as as a remedy uh, to uh, personal guilt about making uh, a profit. Um, Gates uh, Gates is is a typical. Uh, Western uh, billionaire philanthropist. He made a lot of money. He got out of the business and decided to use his money to uh, advance the causes that he believes in. Uh, it just so happens most of those causes uh, are on the political left. But I, but I think Gates is, is probably far down on the list. There are a lot more prominent uh, American businessmen who um, are very aggressively pursuing what we would call woke capital. Can you give us a name or two? Uh, yeah, I can. One is Jeff Bezos. Well, I thought um, you might mention him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one is Mark Benioff, the chairman and CEO of uh, Salesforce. Um, one is... Uh, drawing the blank here, sorry. Uh, one is uh, Bob Iger, uh, the former CEO of Disney. Um, mm -hmm. the, one is Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. There, there are a lot of them that are fairly uh, prominent, uh, a lot of them that are involved in big tech. Um, and, and, and so these, these are people who are driving the, the cultural left uh, while maintaining uh, the right for themselves to make billions and billions of dollars. And how uh, overt is it from their standpoint? I mean, are they aware, 100% aware of what they are doing and what what they're trying to accomplish? Or is it just their personality combined with the gigantic amount of money and the power that comes with the companies they run that it's just kind of happening? Or is it a, is it a concerted effort, conscious effort, to, to make the changes you're talking about? If we're talking about... CEOs, if we're talking about the, the people who run the companies, then I think uh, there is a conscious effort, but not a collusive effort. It's not like uh, uh, Jeff Bezos and Bob Iger call each other and say, hey, here's what we're going to do. But they're, yeah, yeah. they're aware of what they're doing, and they're aware of how they're pushing uh, the nation to the left culturally. Uh, and, and they're perfectly willing to do that because that pushes – uh, the nation toward the moral structure that they themselves believe is most relevant and most important, uh, a moral structure that is based largely on uh, empathy and social justice rather than on traditional values. And I wonder, I'm not expecting necessarily you to know the answer to this, but as you're talking about this, I'm thinking that, you know, um, People who run gigantic companies, people in big business, corporate leaders, CEOs, have always been considered by liberals and people who don't know anything about big business as being selfish because they're rich. Um, and now these guys who probably have been liberals all their lives stumbled in. Maybe they actually almost in some way stumbled into billions and billions of dollars, and uh, they they're just they're, they're, they've just uh, taken their liberalism and decided that well now I got this power I'm going to use it. Uh, I, 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 it's 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 uh, very strange to me that they are doing this and uh, people aren't 100% uh, aware of, of of the plan. You know what I mean? It's like it's pretty obvious, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, I think it's obvious, uh, and, and I definitely agree with you that people aren't aware of this. Uh, and that's yeah. one of the biggest issues that we face. Um, I've worked in the financial services world as an analyst uh, and as a research provider for 25 years, my entire professional career. Uh, when I started digging into this uh, about two years ago, when I started learning more about how uh, large asset management firms and the functionaries within the financial services world were pushing uh, American business hard to the left, I was shocked. Um, and then when I started presenting this information to my clients who are uh, sophisticated, long-time uh, prof professional institutional asset managers, they were shocked. Um, so even people in the business, even people who should know what's going on, uh, are caught off guard by how pervasive this cultural leftism has grown uh, within uh, American business. Well, Coca-Cola is a pretty big company. Um, been around for a while. And just uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a pretty big story about um, critical race theory being taught there and, and um, the company uh, indoctrinating, I guess, their employees. And somebody captured a screenshot from the, from the presentation that said, try to be a little less white. Uh, would Coca-Cola be an example of, of a company that's been around forever and uh, z uh, making zillions of dollars but feeling a little guilty and feeling like it's time to show how wonderful they are? Yeah. Uh, Coke, Coke is actually a wonderful example uh, because Coke demonstrates uh, just how difficult it is for some of these major corporations uh, to resist this, this cultural change. Um, cultural leftism can generally be pushed uh, on a corporation from any of three different directions. Uh, from the bottom up, which is the case of employees uh, who are aggressively woke and uh, activist and wish for their company uh, to embrace their political values. Uh, it can come from the top down, uh, which is uh, you know, the case of Jeff Bezos or Bob Iger, uh, for example, is a woke CEO who wishes to impose his political political beliefs not only on his corporation, uh, but on the broader society as well. And then pressure can come from the outside in, uh, and that's uh, activist pressure groups, uh, activist investors, and large asset management firms uh, that are pushing their own political agenda. I think what happened with Coke uh, was they probably got considerable pressure from the bottom up, uh, and they got considerable pressure uh, from the outside in, uh, and then the management team just said, you know what, we can't resist any longer because it, eventually it's going to cost us our jobs and cost us some, some bad publicity. Uh, and so they, they went along with the crowd and tried to buy themselves uh, out of this problem. And as is always the case, uh, once you give in, once you give an inch, they're going to try and take a mile. So I, I think Coke, Coke has probably sealed its doom uh, in this, and they will forever be a woke corporation. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, just from my own standpoint, you know, if I go to a restaurant, uh, I, will, I will say Diet Coke if I want a Diet Cola. I don't say right. Diet Pepsi. I say Diet Coke. Um, but just a day or two after that happened, maybe the next day, I, I went to a place where uh, it's a, a restaurant bar type deal, and you you go to a cooler and grab a the can of pop that you want, and they give you a glass with ice. And I purposely, instead of grabbing a diet coke, I took a diet Pepsi, only because of what I had seen just a day or two before about you know trying to be less white. Uh, how do they get away with with um, with uh, what makes them so confident that they uh, to think that they can get away with it? In other words, when 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 you um, become so woke that you expose yourself like that, how, do they, how are they so confident that it's not going to hurt business? Well, I, I think when we're dealing with corporations like Coca-Cola, for example, um, that they're not. They're scared to death. Uh, the guys who, who – and the people who run Coca-Cola, the, the management team and probably even the, the board of directors are scared to death. Um, and they will do whatever the, the mob wants them to do uh, to avoid having the light shown on them a anymore. Um, there are some 
uh, CEOs, and most of them, I would say, uh, work within financial services. And, and, and right now I'm thinking of Larry Fink, who's the CEO of BlackRock, uh, which is the largest asset management firm in the world. There are some people who are very confident in the rightness uh, of their uh, beliefs, in mm-hmm. the righteousness of their crusade, and of their ability to change the world without affecting it negatively. Uh, and, and so there, there are some who are scared to death, but there are some who, who do believe uh, that they're the modern-day Gnostics, and, and, they, and they alone uh, know the way to temporal salvation. Talking to Steven Sokup, he's the author of The Dictatorship of Woke Capital, How Political Correctness Captured Big Business. Um, you say that we have to depoliticize business. What do you mean by that? I mean, I think you've kind of explained it here, but how, how do we do it, I guess, would be the question. Well, when we talk about depoliticization uh, and uh, discuss the idea of going back to neutral, we have in mind essentially an embrace of a moral, ethical code for business uh, that focuses on uh, creating good products, uh, creating them fairly, selling them at a fair price, and delivering a fair return on, invest- return on investment to shareholders. Um, not using the wealth generated uh, by the capital markets to achieve political ends that would not be possible through the democratic process. That's what we want, is for companies to get back to doing what they do, uh, what they should do, what they have always done, rather than attempting to change uh, the political condition <laughs> of the country. In other words, just, just shut up and give me a Coke and a smile. Well, that, that's, that's a big part of it, absolutely. Now, um, I have about a minute and a half or so left here. Uh, down in Georgia, you talk about this... Um, what they did down there when they passed uh, an abortion law that the Hollywood didn't like, I think that's what it was, or was it a transgender yeah, law? I forget, no, that's but anyway. Exactly what it was. Yeah, they raised red flags, but uh, also, um, and they put, you know, they, they pulled, um, they, they pulled movies out of there and the other shows. But looking recently, just in the last couple of weeks, the Golden Globes and the Grammys ratings were in the toilet. Mm-hmm. How do they think that they're getting away with that kind of stuff in Hollywood? Because that's where it's really coming from, the big companies in Hollywood. Well, to be honest, um, most of uh, the entertainment industry is less concerned at this point about the American market uh, than they are about uh, the Chinese market. Uh, the largest uh, by population country in the world uh, and the mm-hmm. second largest economy in the world uh, is where they've set their sights uh, on their future growth. Uh, and so, you know, from the NBA uh, to Disney uh, to, you know, all sorts of different entertainment companies, they are focused primarily on their Chinese market and are not really concerned uh, so much about losing the American market quite, uh, you know, they're not quite as concerned as they probably should be. Well, we've been talking about that a lot here. The, 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 uh, social justice warriors in the NBA and uh, ABC and Disney uh, getting into bed with the Chinese is pretty interesting. You know, that's mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's 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 a, a, a problem all up and down uh, corporate America. Hey, Stephen, I'm out of time. I really appreciate it. Uh, the book is "The Dictatorship of Woke Capital: How Political Correctness Captured Big Business." Thanks for shining a light on it. I hope a lot of people check this out. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, that's Stephen Sokup, and we'll be right back. Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through dollar 
Chrysler Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial, aluminum, wood, and composite. And to show their appreciation to Stag fans everywhere, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this show. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. This is AM 1250, The Answer. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. They're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. That's regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. 800-716-8087, promo code STAG. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, I guess uh, for right now, the uh, immigration and what's happening down at the border is still the big story. I saw something a little while ago that um, there's a story out there that oh, you'll probably be hearing, hearing more about. I just just saw it right before going on the air that um, the Biden administration uh, actually knows that they have a gigantic problem and it's their fault. And that they're doing everything they can to cover it up. And they're also uh, doing whatever they can to blame it on uh, Donald Trump. But they they know that it's not his fault. They know it's their fault. People, you know, I guess there's been talk from uh, off the record uh, anonymous sources type people coming out of the Biden administration saying that uh, they know that they have a gigantic problem there and they don't know what they're going to do about it. And and they now have. They're, you know what's not working is changing the name of the is changing the uh, kids being held in cells to kids being held in uh, welcoming facilities. They're trying to get away with that, and nobody's buying it. And what they're doing is telling there there are internal memos have been seen that they're telling the people involved down on the border that uh, they are not to speak to the media, not to let the media take pictures of what's happening. And back when Trump was getting trashed for ripping kids from the arms of their mothers and and putting them in cages and having them sleep on the floor, uh, there were pictures. And uh, there are no pictures now, no pictures being taken. And it's the Biden administration uh, uh, covering it all up. So... Uh, they're doing a nice job other than that, other than gas prices going up and the border being uh, uh, overwhelmed by people. They're, they're doing a really nice job in this first couple of months. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of The Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.